Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Uh, I mean, I'm, you know, I'm a, I'm a proud uh, quarterback, proud friend. Um, you know, just, you know, all the criticism he was getting when he was coming out. Um, he's definitely a guy that I've always encouraged and, you know, talked to in all season and, you know, always been since, you know, college days, you know, when we played against each other, I've always been friends with him. So he's a guy that's been, you know, doing with everything that everyone that's all the naysayers have, you know, said that he couldn't do and uh, even more. So, you know, his career is very, very bright and he's going to continue to do great things. Welcome to the Fantasy Football Diagnostics Podcast, where we provide you with your weekly diagnosis of everything fantasy football. Whether it's season-long leagues, dynasty, DFS, or even IDP, we got you covered all season long. Welcome to the Fantasy Football Diagnostics Podcast, episode 37. Once again, I'm John June. I got my guy, Greg Penman. It's week 11. Greg, what's good, bro? Yeah, man. It's week 11. Let's go. We got some a lot of good matchups this week. Uh, you know, a lot of surprises, a lot of big things going on. You know, let's, let's get right to it. Uh, week 11, let's go. Yeah, man, and like we always do, got to recap that Thursday night football. So um, the Pittsburgh Steelers ended up losing to the Cleveland Browns in this one. The score was 21-7. to um, it's not a, It was not a great game. Uh, it was not nah. very eventful until the last eight seconds of the game. Yeah. I'm, I'm pretty, um, you have to remind me of all that because I forgot at the score and everything. <laughs> yeah, so um, the score was 21-7. If you guys didn't see the game, uh, there was about eight seconds left. The game was well out of hand. Miles um, Garrett, uh, defensive end for the Cleveland Browns, he um, tackles Mason Rudolph, you know, I mean, I guess a little <clears throat> forcibly. I mean, you're playing football, so tackled him. Just, just a little um, bit. Mason Rudolph, you know, took exception with it, I guess, with the, you know, being the score being the way it was and the time on the clock being the way it was. Uh, and he, you know, got into a little tussle on the ground with Miles Garrett, um, which then caused Miles Garrett to then grab Mason Rudolph by the face mask and uh, pull him up off the ground by said face mask and rip his helmet off. Um, and then eventually he ended up swinging that helmet, uh, which then landed on the top of Mason Rudolph's head. Fortunately for, you know, nobody involved or everybody involved, nobody was injured, but, um, yeah, led it to a melee, which, you know, got Marquise Pouncey uh, to that. Yeah, then it, then it just turned to WWE after that. Yeah, it was, uh, it was, it was, yeah. was kind of <laughs> crazy, um, you know, some stuff that really had no business happening on a football field. But anyway, uh yeah, it's just a shame. But what'd you what'd you make of that situation or just the you know, the football uh the game wise, <laughs> you know, yeah, uh I think, you know, we expected I expected, you know, the Browns to actually uh win the game, um, you know, going against another struggling offense, uh home. Um and they were also favored again in this game. Uh so, you know, they they seem to be getting a little rhythm defensively. Uh, which is good, even though they have been going against you know two easy matchups. Uh, not, but uh, as far as you know, the offensive end, 
Um, Baker did what he had to do. He was a good streamable quarterback if you were able to start start him against uh, a great Steelers defense this year. So uh, that was good on his his part. He has Miami next week if you want to look forward and uh, have a vote of confidence in, in getting Baker and starting him. Um, so, yeah, and Odell, you know, uh, yawning to Mike Tomlin, let him know that uh, he's not someone to be slept on. So it's good to see him uh, do what he has to do. Yeah, I mean, he still finished with four for 60, so not a great day. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's crazy because he, he starts off the game with that, you know, what we all thought was going to be a 42-yard touchdown, and here I am sitting there like, damn, all these people are going to be mad at me because I told him not to play Odell. And he finishes with four for 60 um, as the touchdown was taken away. So I feel a lot better about that now. <laughs> but, yeah. um, no, they, they do have a matchup against the Miami Dolphins, so this has to be a get-right spot for, for not just Odell, but like you said, Baker Mayfield, who – who you said earlier in the week was, you know, your week 12 uh, stream. So to get him now, and, 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 you know, I know you did that, and, and I've seen it done in a couple other leagues as well. So, um, you know, definitely that's a sh- that's definitely a sharp move to make there. Um, mm-hmm. And then I, yeah, I know I was, like, not about Kareem Hunt's involvement in this offense because um, mm-hmm. I, I wasn't, like, the – I wasn't the uh, – I didn't see how the two could coexist, and, and it's – kind of true because Nick Chubb has it I mean he while he's still got 27 touches which in this last game against Pittsburgh which matches the season high um he also only got nine fantasy points in a half point PPR league actually half point standard full point it didn't matter because he didn't catch the ball at all um so you know that was that's kind of concerning if you're a Nick Chubb owner because you know you you, you, it's kind of lowered his floor a bit But Kareem Hunt's involvement has been spectacular. He's got 17 yeah. targets through two, two through two games. Uh, they use both these running backs on the field at the same time, and and you know the, they were saying it on the broadcast, but like the Pittsburgh Steelers don't know how to, they didn't know how to exactly defend the the Browns when both these backs were on the field because they would have instances where they were both in the backfield and Kareem Hunt is acting as a lead blocker or you know Nick Chubb is acting as the lead blocker. And then they'd also have instances where one of them was lined up at receiver. And then it got to the point where Pittsburgh started playing Kareem Hunt as a receiver, um, which then totally messes up your personnel because now they're bringing up they're bringing you know uh, extra defensive backs onto the field, which is just a mismatch for the Browns because now they can start running the ball. So I think it's great for the offense as a whole, um, but I think Kareem Hunt's a, a flexible asset going forward uh, in yeah. half point PPR leagues, especially full point, but definitely. Yeah, I think um, he basically reminds me of you know I guess the Tariq Cohen or Austin Eckler, um, and that's that's kind of how they're going to use him. Um, if you had had to choose out of those three, who, who you taking, yo? Uh, between Kareem Hunt, Austin Eckler, and and um, Tariq Cohen. Tariq Cohen, I'm taking Kareem yeah. Hunt. Yeah, word. I th- because the what Kareem Hunt brings, other than just this obviously this catch this pass catching, is mm-hmm. if Nick Chubb goes down. Oh yeah. God forbid Nick league winner. down. Yeah. Easy. Kareem Hunt becomes the league winner like you'd said before. He he you know, he ultimately those twenty seven touches, they they go to Kareem Hunt now. Right. Along with whatever receiving work and mix mixed in with whatever receiving work that he was getting. But you know, he's gonna get twenty five you know, twenty five touches, twenty to twenty five touches in this offense as a lead back. So I yeah, it has to be Kareem Hunt. Word. Um Anything else that stuck out to you in this game other than the fact that Mason Rudolph can't play football? 
Um, yeah, no, nah, nah. I think, you know, we, we everyone saw what happened. Uh, it's not really much to say. Uh, it's like a WWE match. I feel like you need the commentator saying, like, my God, my God, what's going on here? <laughs> but uh, it's, it's over now. Uh, we get to move on to these Sunday preview games. Let's go. We got the Falcons at 1 o'clock, the 2-7 and seven Atlanta Falcons traveling to Carolina to take on the 5-4 and four Carolina Panthers. This is an NFC South matchup. This is the total in this game is forty nine and a half points, and the Pan- Carolina Panthers are favored by four and a half points. So, Greg, what do you got in this one, man? Uh, this one, you know, I like. I was very impressed how the the Panthers played on the road in Green Bay last week. So, I'm gonna go with them to win the game. I'm gonna go with the Falcons to cover, though. Uh, after seeing last week, you know, I can't disrespect Matt Ryan like that again. Uh, but I'm and I'm gonna take the over in this game. Uh, I'm hoping it's going to be a shootout. I think it will be a shootout. Uh, I think that defensive performance that the Falcons put up last week was a fluke. Uh, I can't see them doing that two weeks in a row, uh, holding the team to nine points, uh, especially the Panthers, who's, who've been uh, doing their thing offensively. Um, CMC is going to roll as you expect him. To, he's going to give you another uh, top three RB performance. This is his first game against the Falcons, too. Uh, man, he's about to eat. Um, you know, Kyle Allen's a good start. I mean, good play this week, I think. Uh, and, yeah, on the Falcons' side, think you know start the people you expect to start Matt Ryan uh Julio uh Calvin Ridley uh Austin Hooper's down so you know don't he's not going to be there to play um but yeah especially my man Brian Hill he's he's got this job Devonta Freeman expected to be out uh yeah I think you start him up if you definitely added him and got him on those waivers yeah I I'm gonna take the over here I'm gonna take the Falcons against the spread I'm gonna take the Panthers to win like you said I'm curious to see if this if this uh, Falcons' defensive performance was a fluke. Um, you know, Dan Quinn, the head coach for the Atlanta Falcons, he took over play-calling duties in the offseason um, to kind of put this defense on him. The defense mm-hmm. has been terrible. Um, terrible. Last week before the Saints game, he gave up play-calling duties to the linebackers coach, and then we see this defensive performance against the Saints. So I'm really, really curious to see, is this a function of you guys just having played the Saints for so many years, um, mm-hmm. so many times in the past, you know, three, four years under Dan Quinn, or was this a legitimate performance? Um, so I have to see, yeah, that's something I'm really going to keep my eye on. But, for, you know, Carolina side, I, I'm still going to start Kyle Allen. I, I like, I mean, obviously not, I'm not starting him over other people, but if I'm in a pinch, I will start him. Um, you know, Christian McCaffrey, obviously. The Atlanta, or the Carolina receivers, I'm most definitely interested in. DJ Moore, he's been... Uh, nine and ten targets each of the last yep, yep. Uh, four games. He's got over a hundred yards each of the last three games. So uh, there's no reason to to not start him. Curtis Samuel, he's just been hot just yeah, from man. a touchdown perspective, you know. Yeah. Um, but even if you take out the touchdown number, he's still having solid performances. So you play him as well, uh, especially in a game with a high over under. You and I both took the over. So um, I think the I think I have more questions about. Um, you know, well, I guess not even that many questions. Like Brian Hill, people have questions about because you know they picked him up. But I think, like you said, you have to have you should have the confidence to start him. He's in a good spot this week. Um, but the receivers, Calvin Ridley. You know, I've been on Calvin Ridley all year. Um, mm-hmm. You you weren't as big a fan of him with the presence of Muhammad Sanu, but you've since you know come around and liked him. But he hasn't really done much. <laughs> I mean, it's only been two games. It was one game. He caught that touchdown. They had the bye week, and then last week he played on 80% of the snaps. Didn't right. really do much with them. Um, Russell Gage, who plays in the slot, took over that role for Muhammad Sanu. He's actually been productive the last few weeks. Um, you know, is is this a situation where, 
this is make or break for Calvin Ridley with you? Or? Uh, he, you know, he, he did yeah, have that good game with uh, Matt Schaub, um, and they said the bye. But uh, I was expecting him to take, you know, take off a little bit after the Mamas new trade. Uh, yeah, I think this is a, a spot for him. He needs to bounce back uh, and give some people a vote of confidence going forward, especially going into playoff time. Um, you you want to see at least that target number there uh, if without Sanu. Yeah, no, that's definitely what I want to see. And like you said, without Austin Hooper here, there's got to be more targets available. Um, you know, but, yeah, I mean, I think Russell Gage might actually be in play here as a deeper play. Um, he, you know, he, he plays again. He plays in the slot. Uh, I heard this on J.J. Zacharyson's podcast, but uh, the Carolina the Carolina Panthers, uh, their top their top eight in fantasy points given up to the slot wide receiver position. Um, they're actually one of the top teams in the league in terms of uh, percentage of targets that are given up to the slot receiver position. Uh, teams target the slot position against Carolina thirty five percent of the time. Um, that's you know one of that's the highest number in the league, tied for the highest number in the league. Uh, and with Austin Hooper being out, I think Russell Gage is a, a deep, deep play. If you're in a 16-team league or, you know, you're three wide receivers, two flexes, or, you know, three flexes, and you need a wide receiver in a full-point PPR league, um, you know, or maybe you're playing DraftKings and you need a cheap receiver, I think Russell Gage is somebody that could be in play for you. Yeah, that's you- definitely a good point because I'm definitely in a 16-team league, um, always looking for those deep receivers. Uh, yeah, like Hunter Renfro, Josh Reynolds, like the time to find them is now in those deep leagues. Yep, exactly. Um, anything else on this matchup? Are we moving forward? Uh, no, no, I think we're ready to go. Um, CMC all day, man. All day, man. Um, oh yeah. Also, if you're a CSC owner, get Reggie Bonifon. Uh, Mike Davis oh, yes, please. Has, doesn't seem like please. he's going to be active right now, but get Reggie Bonifon and then, you know, eventually make those plans to get Mike Davis. Mm-hmm. All right, let's move forward. We've got the six and three Buffalo Bills traveling to Miami to take on the two and seven Miami Dolphins. The rolling two and seven Miami Dolphins. Uh, it's a forty point five over under. The Buffalo Bills are six and a half point favorites. So, Greg, what do you got? Uh, in this game, yeah, I'm gonna keep it going. Got the Bills in this game. Uh, I'm gonna take the Dolphins against the spread, though. They have been playing actually pretty good of late in the last couple of games, and uh, I'm gonna take the I'm gonna take the over in this game. This game. Uh, had some points in the, the the last time they played in Buffalo. Um, the Dolphins almost won that game if it wasn't for some silly mistakes and the onside kick touchdown. Um, so yeah, I, you know I like Fitzpatrick as a you know maybe a deep stream um, if you need someone to play. Um, uh, and on the Bills side, Josh Allen, it's a good start. Uh, John Brown, all those guys, the skill positions there, um, especially Devin Singletary uh, going against a very vulnerable Dolphins rush defense. Um, no, no Preston Williams, no really receivers on that side except Devontae Parker. He's been the guy for this offense that you expected. That first-round pick is finally coming through for you. Uh, I think he's, you know, staying involved in this on this offense, and he's got a good playoff schedule as well if you want, want to look forward. Yeah, I'm going to take the over. Like you said, I, I agree with you. This game um, has some sneaky shootout potential. I'm going to take the Dolphins against the spread. I'm going to take the Bills to win, so we pretty much see this one eye to eye. The Bills have been playing really competitive, or the Dolphins, I mean, have been playing really competitive football. Um, You know, if we look back to even, you know, the last time that these guys played, I think Mm -hmm. that's when it kind of started when Ryan Fitzpatrick overtook this job. Um, You know, the Dolphins have been, like, they've been competitive, man. I mean, obviously they beat the Jets, but if you look at the week before that on Monday Night Football, they 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 were up on the Steelers. Mm -hmm. Um, So, and they, and then obviously they took it to the Colts last week, so... 
Um, I think that they're going to give the Bills a run for their money and so they, they keep it close. Uh, this is a revenge game for Ryan Fitzpatrick, but every game is a revenge <laughs> game for Ryan Fitzpatrick. Yep, yep. <laughs> um, so I think I do think, like you said, I think Ryan Fitzpatrick is somebody that's in play here. Um, you know, he's been in play the last few weeks. Uh, I guess that theoretically then would make Devontae Parker a good play. I I don't I'm not too high on Devontae Parker this week. Well, he probably be shadowed by True Davis White. Yeah, I, I am so, high on True Davis White. So <laughs> yeah, so that's the only tough. that's my only thing there. But then it makes you think, okay, well, what other um, what other you know, players in this offense would then be would be viable. Um, the, maybe the Dawson are, Knox. Maybe Dawson Knox, but well, Dawson Knox on the Bills side. Oh yes, right. Mean? Sorry, Mike Kosecki. Yeah. Mike Kosecki. So yeah. Mike is yeah, but the so the Bills are pretty good against the tight end position. So, um, you know, let me see where they are on this list. The Buffalo Bills actually give up the thirty second most points to the tight end. Position. Oh, all right. <laughs> so, it's. It just makes it makes Mike Kosecki tough. Jakeem yeah. Grant, I know I brought him up like week two, but he's somebody mm-hmm. that's been involved recently, especially with the injury to Preston Williams. He's been involved. His targets have gone up. So maybe that's the blind spot that we're looking for there. Um, yeah, but it's 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 going to be interesting to see who's involved in this Miami passing attack. Albert Wilson's also somebody that he's been – his involvement hasn't been – he hasn't been much involved considering, you know, how talented – he or you know how good of a player he was last year and stuff. I know new coaching staff, but you know that's a little shocking to me as well. So, yeah, I'd be curious to find out who the pieces are on this Miami side. But Kalen Balaj has a has a good matchup against this uh, this Buffalo run defense that's been trying down it. the last. Few weeks. <laughs> you don't want it, right? <laughs> no, I don't want it. I don't want it. <laughs> but what if I told you player A was gonna get twenty carries against a struggling run defense? <laughs> Uh, and you knew nothing about him. Uh, and yeah, he was free. I mean, available he, on your waiver wire, probably. Hey, man. He, the man got 20 carries last game, player A, and got 43 rushing yards. Yeah, but and the Colts got- actually have a good run defense. <laughs> the Colts are actually half a – like, they have a – they're, a, you know, a decent run defense. They're top 10 on the season in terms of efficiency. Three on the – three in the last – the last three weeks, maybe that has something to do with Kalen Balaj, but this is, yeah, I think it's I, I just I see, it just has something to do with him more. I feel like that man is not. <laughs> I don't want it. <laughs> I think that if you are, if you have like almost no options, which I know some people are desperate. Yeah, let's say you lost Devontae Freeman, you couldn't mm-hmm. get Brian Hill, and True. you got nothing, right? And you got to fill the RB two spot. Like you have nothing else, you got to fill the RB two spot. You're telling me you're not going to play Kalen Balazs? Yeah, I got, that's the only last starter. That would be the last starter I'll pick up out of the 32 teams. Yeah, <laughs> take <it>, Kalen Balazs. <laughs> I mean, how many backups would you go to? How many handcuff types would you go to before you go to Kalen Balazs? <laughs> uh, you would go to Austin Eckler before Kalen Balazs, right? Yeah, definitely. Yep. Would you? I would. Tariq, okay, Tariq Cohen before Kalen Balazs? <laughs> yeah, I would as well. I would go Tariq Cohen before that. Duke Johnson over Kalen Balazs? Yeah, Duke Johnson, you know, and, and uh, he's been doing pretty well of late, uh, <laughs> getting involved. Um, J.D. McKissick or Kalen Balazs? All right, now nah, there we go. There's, he found it. <laughs> that, that's he it? Finally he found, found it? Yeah, he found it. <laughs> Kalen Balazs. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, anything else on this matchup? Or? Uh, no, nah, I think we've got it covered. Yeah. Okay. All right, so moving forward, we've got the 5-4 and four 
Dallas Cowboys traveling to Detroit to take on the 3-5-1 Detroit Lions. Just a 46.5 point over-under. The Dallas Cowboys are seven-point favorites. Greg, what do you got? Uh, I have the Cowboys in this game. Uh, got the Cowboys covering the spread as well. And uh, I'm going to take the over. Um, a very favorable spot here for Dak Prescott. I feel like um, he's favored in the game, which is always good for the Cowboys and Dak. Uh, and also going against a bottom five passing defense in the Detroit Lions. Um, so that means, you know, Dak is going to eat. Both receivers, Mark Cooper, should be good to go. Michael Gallup are all going to eat. Even Randall Cobb, who's, uh, you know, getting good numbers in the, in the target department. Uh, I like him a little bit. And, uh, you know, on the line side, Matt Stafford officially ruled out uh, as of yesterday, uh, on Friday. Jeff Driscoll is making the start again. Uh, he didn't do as bad last week, but, um, you know, I just think the Cowboys are going to uh, take advantage of that. Um, and, yeah, uh, I think the Lions will still be able to score points, but uh, I don't think it's going to be a matchup here. The Cowboys all the way. Yeah, I'm I'm with you on the you know the Lions' ability to actually score some points in this one. I I am gonna take the over. Um, I am gonna actually gonna take the Lions to cover the spread. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I, I could see them losing by a touchdown. You know, maybe it's ten points and you know, they keep they keep it close late. Um, but I'm gonna take the Cowboys to win. You know this. You know, like you were saying, I you know the the Detroit. Lions defense is just struggling all over the place. So Dak should be able to eat, but I also think Zeke can eat in this one as well. Um, this is this Detroit Lions run defense ranks 27th in efficiency, um, and you know 21st in the last three weeks. So not mm-hmm. you know, not much better. But yeah, um, I think I still think with the ability with the the, the ability that da- Dallas has to spread you out with the weapons on the outside. Um, I think Detroit's going to have to commit to that, which is going to allow some running lanes for, for Zeke here. Um, and, you know, like you said, Dak and, and Cowboys wins. He's money, so you got to start him up. Um, Amari Cooper, obviously, he was in and out of practice this week, uh, mostly out of practice this week with the quad and the ankle or knee and ankle or knee quad, whatever it is. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, it's always something, but whatever it is. Yeah, it is, gonna, it is. He's he'll he looks like he'll play, so there's no concern there, which makes Michael Gallup playable because it seems like uh, Michael Gallup, you know he, yeah, I don't, it seems like he he hasn't quite leveled up yet. You know, I don't think he's gone super sane. So you know, Michael Gallup, I think he's he's got to be he's he's more Robin than he can be a Batman. Right, you know, right. So I think he needs Amari Cooper out there to create that space for him, allow him to to, to run against you know second uh, secondary coverage. Mm-hmm. So. Um, you know, but on the Detroit side, you know, obviously you have this, these Cowboys pieces, you're going to play them, but I think people are more concerned about this Detroit side. Uh, you know, we saw Marvin Jones and, and Kenny Galladay both be usable last week with Jeff Driscoll. Um, the matchup gets a little bit better, you know, going from the Bears to the Cowboys. So, you know, are we starting these guys up with confidence? Uh, yeah, I think um, you can get, uh, you know, uh, Kenny Galladay. Uh, even Danny Amendola, I think, has a little intrigue. Um, he's still high in the target number. I picked him up, actually, in uh, the League of Extraordinary People. Uh, got eight targets last week. Um, so uh, all these guys, you know, I think are, are good plays. Um, you, you know, should have him. The receivers, Kenny Galladay, Marvin Jones, uh, I think they also have intrigue. As, uh, some Marvin Jones and Amendola as flex plays. Uh, and Galladay, I think he could be a strong wide receiver, too, for you this week. Yeah, that's where I, I'm at, too, uh, especially with Galladay. Uh, I think that, 
you know, the type of player he is, the kind of targets he gets in this offense, uh, you know, he's he's always in play for that long touchdown like we saw last week, which mm-hmm. makes him a solid wide receiver too. Um, Marvin Jones, I think, becomes more of that possession receiver without the maybe the, the huge touchdown upside that we saw. And then Danny Amendola work in the slot, especially if they're if they're down, they're gonna have to come back. Um, and you know the 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 the, the non existence of a Detroit Lions run game here is gonna force Jeff Driscoll. That's why we that's part of the reason why we loved Matt Stafford so much was that he had to throw. You know, right. since Carrion left that game against Minnesota, like they 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 have no run game. They have to throw, and their defense is so bad that he has opportunities and he has to score. So. Jeff Driscoll, you know, the situation is the same. Um, and I think that, you know, I think they, they've, they, you know, he, he might even be in play this week. I mean, I, there's quarterbacks available, but I'm just saying, like, if you're in a two-quarterback league or something, uh, yeah. I think he's, he's definitely in play. Yeah, definitely, especially with the Matt Stafford owner. Um, uh, we recommended Fitzpatrick as a deep streamer. I think we can go ahead and do that with Jeff Driscoll. Yeah, for sure. Um, anything else on this matchup? Uh, no, I think we're we're good to go. All right, so next we've got the three and six Denver Broncos traveling to Minnesota <clears> to take <throat> on the seven three Minnesota Vikings. The this is a forty point five over under. The Minnesota Vikings are ten and a half point favorites. So, Greg, what do you got? Um, this game, I have the Vikings to win. I also have the Vikings covering the spread, and uh, I'm gonna take the over. Um, yeah, in this game, I like you know the Vikings side a lot, especially defensively. Uh, I think they're going to be able to get to Brandon Allen, even though he played well, uh, especially, you know, getting that win against the the Browns before the bye. Um, so, uh, yeah, but I like the Vikings bounce, um, doing what they have to do, uh, especially on the offensive side, Kirk Cousins uh, at, at home. You know, I think he can be a QB2 for you, kind of. Uh, but I think this is mostly a Dalvin Cook game. Uh, the Browns, Broncos' uh, pass defense is uh, pretty good, so. Uh, Dalvin Cook, I think, is you know going to be RB one in this game for sure. Um, no Adam Thielen again, so Stephon Diggs uh, as a guy you have to roll out there uh, with confidence. Um, hasn't didn't do as crazy last week, but um, yeah, I think you you know have to start him and see he get hit that number one receiver production. I mean, wide receiver production you expect. Yeah, I'm actually going to take the under in this game, and I'm going to take the. I am going to take the Vikings to cover the spread. I'm going to take the Vikings to win. Uh, both these teams want to, they want to run the ball, um, so I think naturally uh, this game is probably just going to go faster. Um, you know, slower pace. Clock's going to run, uh, and I don't think the Denver Broncos. I mean, Brandon Allen did well in his last start. Um, you know, did decent, I should say, in his last start. But you know, I don't have much confidence in him against some, uh, you know, a Mike Zimmer coach defense, um, regardless of what the talent deficiencies are on that side of the ball. Um, but, you know, Denver's defense has also been slipping the last few weeks. I know they, they started out strong, um, but then they, then they started slipping or they start out, they start out weak and then they start, they came, they came back strong, but now it seems like they're slipping again, trending in a negative direction. So I think this is a nice little spot for, uh, the Minnesota Vikings offense, you know, especially being at home, uh, being favored by so much, uh, ten and a half points. So Dalvin Cook is in play. Um, Alexander Madison, I think, then is also in play as well for that seven carry mark. Um, I don't know how much upside you're going to get because hopefully he gets in the touchdown one of these, you know, gets in the end zone one of these times. 
Um, but then, like you said, Stefan Diggs, uh, you know, I would hope that, you know, I think fantasy owners are hoping for more with, you know, Adam Thielen. Yeah, for sure. Lineup, especially the last few weeks. But, um, but you know, I think that he'll, he'll break out of his slump in this one. I think he at least – I think he either gets you the 100 yards from receiving that you want or he'll probably get you that touchdown, one or the other. But, um, yeah, I think that that's in play this week. And then um, I'm, I'm interested in this this – uh, Denver Broncos rush offense. I'm curious to see how it splits. Um, you know, under uh, Brandon Allen, these these running backs on the Denver side, they hadn't actually gotten uh, much work in the receiving game, not as much as they were getting under Joe Flacco, which that will lower their floor as well. So I'm curious to see how that split works out. Yeah, for sure. I, will, I hope um, it would make it easier for Brandon Allen getting those safe throws to the running back. So hopefully they get back to that. Yeah, and then I guess one last thing is Cortland Sutton. What are you doing there? Um, you know, I, I mean, I know he, he caught a touchdown in the game before um, with Brand, his first game with Brandon Allen, but, you know, he's perceived to be a tougher matchup. You know, you and right. obviously, we, you know, we, we know how we feel about that. But, you know, is Cortland Sutton somebody that you're going to start here with any confidence? Yeah, I think you still got to keep rolling out there till he fails you. Um, he's, he's been doing it all year for you. Um, as a wide receiver too, uh, I think you know at, at the very at the very least he's he's a flex option. Um, so I I was roll him out there. Yeah, I mean especially the fact that they're ten and a half point dogs. Um, you know they're they're gonna be throwing a lot. Right? And Cortland mm-hmm. Sutton is their number one receiver. He's the number one target. Brandon Allen's already shown that he 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 has an affinity for him. So yeah, I, I don't see why why we want to continue to roll him out there. I'm actually yeah. also interested kind of in Noah Fant here. And if, if this, you know, this past game, Minnesota Vikings, um, they're not great against the tight end position. I think they're middle of the pack. Um, so, you know, if, if they are going to be down and they're going to be throwing the ball, then uh, I think that's an opportunity here for, for Noah Fant as well. Yeah, for sure. Um. All right, yeah. I mean, I, we talked about it last week. Uh, you, you brought up Kyle Rudolph. I brought up Irv Smith. Are we going back to that well this week? Mm. Considering no Adam Thielen. Mm, yeah, you, I think you you got to, especially if you know Austin Hooper owner, uh, Evan Ingram on a buy. It's uh, definitely got to get those tight ends out there. George Kittle, no, no, not not him as well. So uh, this game, I, it's hard to predict which one. Seems like Rudolph has been the guy in the red zone that you want. But uh, Irv Smith is being like you know just involved as far as like a whole game perspective. So uh, I, if I had to bet on one, I'm gonna take the one that can score a touchdown. I'm gonna take Kyle Rudolph. Yeah, I think it really comes down to to you know what you. I guess it comes down to your league format, right? Right. Like if you're playing in standard or half point PPR, then maybe you go you go um, Kyle Rudolph because you want that touchdown. Obviously, like that means more to you. Or maybe if you're playing in a full point PPR league. And you need a tight end. You just want you know a steady, safe floor. You don't mm-hmm. want you don't want a you know a zero if he doesn't get that touchdown. Uh, then yeah. you go Irv Smith because Irv Smith's peripherals look really good, man. He's <clears throat> he played yeah, 70 percent of the snaps. That was season high. Uh, Twenty two routes. That was the second most he ran all year. And you know the the week before was when he'd run twenty four. Um, six targets that tied for the team for the a season high. And he's got six in each of the last two games. He's got at least four catches in each of the last two games. And then he's got you know, at least 30 receiving yards in each of those two games. So um, his peripheral numbers look really good. Uh, yeah, so I, it that's, does. 
that's why I just I like I like that because um, if he does catch the touchdown, then it, it looks his stat line looks a lot better. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, like I think I think it's just whatever whatever format you're playing, whatever 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 you need, really, or whatever your preference is. To be honest, too, right? Like I yeah, if you're the more risky guy that wants you know trying to you want some just get some boom, yeah, yeah, then you know. Um. All right. I think that's all we got on this game, right? Mm-hmm. All right, so let's move forward. Um, some would say the game of the week, but the NFL, I guess, didn't agree with us. <laughs> put it here at 1 o'clock. But we got the 6-3 and three Houston Texans traveling to Baltimore to take on the 7-2 and two Baltimore Ravens. This is a 51.5 point over-under. The Baltimore Ravens are 4.5 point favorites. Greg, what do you got? Uh, yeah, this is the game of the week for sure. Uh, I got Baltimore in this game, though, um, <clears throat> and I'm going to take the Texans against the spread. Uh, and I can't, you know, I think Deshaun Watson always keeps it close in all any game that he's going to lose. And I'm going to take the uh, under in this game, uh, 52, maybe a little too high for me, but I'm going to slightly go under. Um, but, yeah, I think this this game is going to be insane. Lamar Jackson, uh, Mark Ingram, uh, Hollywood Brown is questionable to play, but uh, so he's going to be a game-time decision. Uh but yeah, those those guys on the Ravens side are gonna come to play, and on the the, the Texans side, yeah, you know Deshaun Watson, D Hop, start them both up. Uh, Will Fuller has maybe some intrigue in a, in a high over under game, uh, and also I like been liking Duke Johnson uh, of late. He's very efficient in what he's been doing, uh, so I think he's a, a you know a confident flex option for you uh, going forward. Yeah, so I'm gonna take the over here. Um, yeah, fifty one and a half is high, but. Uh, yeah, I'm still I'm still gonna take the over. I'm gonna take the Texans to cover the spread. Like you said, Deshaun Watson, he's gonna keep it close. But I'm gonna take the Ravens to win here. Um, this is this game. You've got two of the the youngest quarterbacks in the league, uh, two MVP candidates in 2019. Mm-hmm. Um, the this game has has almost everything you need. New um, era. Yeah, for for real. Uh, you ha- it has almost everything you need, and um, you know, I guess my biggest question is. What is this Baltimore Ravens defense going to do? Because they've obviously they made the trade for Marcus Peters. Uh, they've got Jimmy Smith back. That has allowed them to you know move Marlon Humphrey around like we talked about. Um, so you know they they've been you know lights out especially the last two weeks. So this is the biggest test that they have. Um, but I think Deshaun Watson, you know he's. I think he is the test for every for every defense because he, yep. he he had what he's able to do from a mobility standpoint, um, how he's able to buy time to get guys down the field, and then he's got you know DeAndre Hopkins. There's a possibility he gets Will Fuller back. So, yep, game uh, time. Yeah, this is gonna be this is this this game could be crazy. I'm gonna take the over here. Like I said, I'm gonna I want any piece of this offense I could get. Any piece of either one of these offenses, Hollywood. Uh, if Will Fuller's playing, I might even put him in. Um, you know, Duke Johnson, like you said, Baltimore Ravens they struggle <clears throat> giving up receptions to the running back position. So uh, Duke Johnson's in play. Carlos Hyde's even in play. <laughs> like, yeah, I think everybody, anybody that's wearing any one of these colors, like playing on playing significant snaps on offense, that will have an opportunity to touch the ball is in play. Like I love Mark Andrews this week. Oh yeah, even him. Yeah, totally forgot. I mean, he's coming off a great week as well. Um, yeah, keep Mark Andrews loading as a tight end one for sure. Yeah, I mean, in a game that they're you know for a fact they're gonna have to score points. 
yep. you know they're going to be throwing the ball. Like Mark Andrews is great. Um, you know this this Houston Texans run defense though is going to be you know kind of tore up. So Mark Ingram is somebody we're starting with confidence, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, no, Joe, no JJ Watt. Um, you know, since that they've you know the last three weeks they ranked twenty nine in terms of run defense efficiency. So, um, yeah, I, I think that this whole Lamar or Lamar, this whole Baltimore run def- run offense is in play. Um, yeah, the hope is that you know, you know Lamar finishes QB one and then Deshaun finishes QB two for the week. <laughs> yeah, man, or or you know flip flop. It doesn't matter. flip flop. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Yeah, but either way, if you're making a FanDuel lineup, if you know. Make sure your players are coming from this game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, all right. Anything else on this matchup or? No, I'm I'm just really excited to watch this just game really for excited, sure. Excited, right? Exactly. Yeah. All right. So moving forward, we've got the four and five Jacksonville Jaguars traveling to Indianapolis to take on the five and four Indianapolis Colts. This is a forty-three and a half point over/under, and the Colts are two and a half point favorites. Greg, what do you got? Uh, yeah, in this game, I think I'm going to take the Colts. Um, I think they, you know, win by a field goal, so I'm, I'm taking them to cover the spread as well. Uh, and I'm going to take the, the over in this game. Uh, Nick Foles making his return. Um, it's good for him. I'm glad to see him back. Uh, RIP Gardner Mishu, you know, we love him. Uh, hopefully he, he comes back as a starter at some point. Uh, but this should impact both DJ Shark and D.D. Westbrook, uh, both in a, in a positive light, even though it's especially D.D. Westbrook, I think, more. Um, especially for those, you know, under the intermediate range dump offs that Nick Foles does. Uh, even though I wouldn't be concerned about DJ Shark because he threw a touchdown, got hurt throwing a deep ball touchdown to him. So I don't think Nick Foles is afraid to attack the, you know, the deep ball, the, the part of the field. Um, and then Leonard Fournette got to start him up, of course, as always. Uh, on the cold side, Jacoby Percet, um expected to play, which is, you know, definitely good for those cold skill positions. Zach Pascal. Chester Rogers, those receivers, um, and then you know Marlon Mack, he's going to get his usual, you know, 15 to 20 carries every game. Uh, has been giving you a good solid floor, but uh, ha- hasn't really give you that you know the high ceiling. So just expect him, you know, give you the the solid you know mid RB two guy that you you know expect to see. Nice. I'm gonna take the under here. Actually, I'm gonna take the Colts against the spread. I'm taking the Colts to win. Uh, like you said, man. R.I.P. Gardner. Yeah, Love man. You, man. We uh, do. Nick Foles is back though. Uh, for this Jags offense, and I, I, you know, something tells me that they're actually kind of excited about that. You got a veteran quarterback, you know, someone who's kind of established. <clears throat> um, you know, obviously, I know Gardner Minshew. He, you know, he brought the swag, and he was fun. That's to a fact. That stuff. Yep. But um, you know, I, I think you know they paid Nick Foles twenty million dollars for a reason. So hopefully, we see those reasons on on Sunday. But um, you know, this is a tough Colts defense, man. They, you know, in the last two, in the last three weeks, they ranked. Uh, number two in pass defense efficiency, number three in run defense efficiency. Um, on the year, they're seventh in the, against the pass and tenth against the run. Um, so they're they're a solid unit all around. Um, and you know they've, especially because they've got some pieces back on the defensive side of the ball. I know earlier in the year they were doing it with, with you know with backups and guys playing out of position, but now they actually have guys like Darius Leonard healthy. Um, so you know I think this defense. You know it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting matchup to watch. So I mm-hmm. think the Jags could struggle a little bit, um, but you know I think that being forced to throw the ball, um, Nick Foles, um, 
you know, veteran quarterback, like I was saying, he's got weapons in DJ Shark and D.D. Westbrook. I think he's going to be able to move the ball. <coughs> um, I don't see, I don't see a lot of points in this game. That's why I took the under. Um, but Marlon Mack, like you said, you start him up that just that just based off that volume alone. Mm-hmm. Um, Zach Pascal, I think, is in play. Obviously, um, no T.Y. Hilton, um, and then these these Colts tight ends, I think, are definitely in play as well. So, yeah, I mean, anything else on this matchup or? No, uh, no, nah, yeah, AFC South might might get a little ugly, but you know, it might be, it might open up a little bit. I'm hoping um, two two solid quarterbacks for sure. Yeah, no, most definitely for sure. All right, let's move forward, man. We got the seven and two, uh, seven and two New Orleans Saints traveling to Tampa Bay to take on the three and six Tampa Bay Buccaneers. This is a forty nine and a half point over under, and the Saints are four and a half point favorites. So, Greg, what do you got? Uh, yeah, I'm going to take the Saints to win, come back, bounce back spot here for them for sure. Uh, I'm going to still take the Bucks to cover the spread, though, at home. Um, they're still, you know, they're they're a well-coached team. Um, they're not giving up on games. They've been playing close, especially that Seattle game was, was a thriller. So I think they, they ha- it might be a little shootout thriller here again because I'm taking the over in this game. Um, it's just a bounce back spot for the same time. I got my eye on all those guys, especially Drew Brees. He's got to bounce back. Nine points against the Atlanta Falcons last week. What was that? I need more from that, Drew Brees. So I need more from you. Uh, Michael Thomas, you know, he's going to be there. I can't guard Mike. He's going to be always there as a wide receiver one. Um, probably the wide receiver one in fantasy production every week. Uh, Alvin Kamara, uh, you know, he came up a solid week. But I, I need that lead running back one performance from him as well. I think it comes here. Jared Cook. Great, a good play. Um, so all those Saints guys, I think you start them up. On the Buck side, you already know who to start up. Jameis, uh, he's, you know, in a higher under. I think you roll them out there with confidence. And those two receivers, uh, Chris Godwin, Mike Evans, both, you know, studs for your team. Um, <clears throat> and Rojo, you know, we, we picked him up last week. Uh, running back two, production. Um, I think, you know, he continued to roll him out there. He, he is going against, you know, a tough Saints defense, especially on the rushing side. But I think he can be a flex option for you. Yeah, so I'm gonna take the over here. I'm taking the Bucks against the spread, taking the Saints to win. Um, <clears throat> yeah, the Saints are struggling with some injuries to, to key players here. Uh, Marshawn Lattimore, their star corner, he um, you know he's out of this game with a hamstring injury. Uh, so you know he's the actually, that's good for one of those receivers. That's good for Mike Evans. Yeah, definitely good for Mike Evans because yep. Mike Evans, as we remember last time. Um, got that hot zero. Um, he, uh, you know, they, they, and Marshawn Lattimore was a huge reason as to why that happened. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is definitely huge news for Mike Evans, huge news for Jameis Winston. Um, I think Chris Godwin actually, I think we continue to see him eat because clearly the Saints took a, they made a concerted effort to take away Mike Evans. I think they're probably going to try to do that again. Um, they don't have the resources to do it that well. So I think that Chris Godwin is in a nice little spot here. Um, and then and then in terms of the uh, New Orleans side, like you were saying, man, um, yeah, we can't guard Mike, man. Can't guard him. And they, they the, the Bucks have cut Vernon Hargraves, who apparently was giving poor effort, not just on the game field, but on the practice field as well former first-round pick, so they waived him. Um, so, you know, the backups to the, the backups to the backups are playing, Greg, so... Mm-hmm. Oh, man. How I, f- <laughs> how I feel about that. Yep, so, yep. <laughs> um, only concern here for Drew Brees, though, is he is missing 
his offensive lineman, Andrus Pete, who's mm. really pretty talented offensive lineman. Um, believe he plays he plays left guard, um, but he's he's gonna be out in this game. So that's a slight downgrade for for the Saints offensive line. Um, you know, with the Tampa Bay defense that has that does have the ability to get after the passer a little bit. So, um, you know, Drew Brees on the road, a little concerning, but I think you could start Drew Brees with confidence this week for sure. Yeah, for sure. And then to go back to the, I guess, the Kamara, like Latavius Murray split. Oh, um, yeah. Kamara dominated um, the snaps and everything last game. Um, <clears throat> so, uh, actually, the number was 52 to 16, Kamara to Murray. Oh. So, uh, oh. yeah, I know. That's <laughs> <laughs> crazy. Um, so, you definitely wrote Kamara out that. If you're talking about those offensive line problems, maybe they get a lot more quick dump-offs to Kamara, which I'm, I'm hoping for. So, uh, it's definitely – Rokamak, I would be hesitant to start Murray as well, though, this week. Yeah, I mean, especially when you consider... I mean, I do think that maybe something like last week has something to do with the game flow because, you know, right. they were down early, they couldn't run. True, um, true. But this week, they're not going to be able to run the ball. This is a, a, a top-ranked run defense uh, in, in Tampa Bay, and they are what you call a pass funnel in a sense of that they don't they don't want you to run the ball, but... Uh, they're so good as a run defense, but they're so bad as a pass defense that literally your only option is to pass. Mm-hmm. So, um, and Tampa Bay is is that is the literally the definition of that. So I don't think Latavius Murray is gonna be. Um, I think it's a similar split to last week. I don't think he's gonna be on the field as much. Um, but yeah, Alvin Kamara, I think think he's gonna be highly involved. I mean, we look at you know Christian McCaffrey. I think we I think we will see him used in similar ways in the receiving game. Yeah, for sure. All right, man. Uh, anything else on this game? Are we moving forward? Nah, we're moving forward. Um, Saints better step up though. That's all I gotta say. Yeah, man. All right, we got the two and seven New York Jets traveling to Washington D.C. to take on the one and eight Washington Redskins. This is a thirty-eight and a half point over under. And the Redskins are two and a half point favorites. Greg, what do you got? Oh uh, man, I got the the Jets in this game winning. Uh, I got the Jets covering the spread because I, I have them at least winning by field goal. I do have them winning by field goal, and I'm gonna take the over in this game. Uh, Thirty and a half is just baiting me to take that over, so I'm, I'm gonna do it. Um, yeah, Jets side. <clears throat> Sam Darnold thinks he's a good streamable option for you this week. Uh, Le'Veon Bell got to start him up for sure. Um, Jameson Crowder has been eating the last couple weeks. I think he's been. You know the favorite favorite receiver for Sam Darnold, uh, as far as the target number, he's always there, a safe option. So I think you start him up as a, a strong flex play, even with some wide receiver two upside. Um, and then on the Redskins side, uh, yeah, <laughs> you talk about how Dwayne Haskins has been pretty ugly to be to say the least um, in his couple his first start. This is uh, I think his second start now. Um, you would hope it get a little better. Uh, they there are talk of talks that they want to move Scary Terry a little more around. Uh, um, get him involved in different ways. So I think they're going to try to make this offense a little more creative, a little more uh, uh, tailored toward Dwayne Haskins. So um, I don't, you know, I don't think see him going off or anything. I wouldn't start him. I wouldn't stream him at all. But uh, it might be a little good news for Scary Terry as far as his impact. Yeah. So I'm going to take the under here. Um, I'm going to take the Jets against the spread. I'm going to take the Jets to win. Um, yeah, you know, this line came out. I was shocked that the Redskins were one-point favorites. Mm-hmm. Now they're two-and-a-half-point 
continue to be shocked. I really have no idea what's going on. I think that they think the Jets have been like celebrating their their win against the the two and eight now Giants for for you know the whole week, and that's why this this is the way it is. But I yeah I can't understand it. Uh, if if they lose though. Yeah, I yeah, whatever. Nah, you, anyway. you said the best. Like the the Redskins are all they do is run the football and they're going against the best team rush defense yards per carry in the league, so it's interesting. Yeah. Yeah, so I I mean I am curious about that, but um uh, you know, I'm curious to see how they'll be able to move the ball. Um you know, you were saying Sam Darnold is a streamable option. Um I heard on JJ Zacharyson's podcast, he said that the uh Opposing quarterbacks against the Washington Redskins since Bill Callahan took over as the interim head coach averaged 22 pass attempts per game. Oh, wow. That's very low. Yeah. So, I don't know if Sam Darnold's going to be streamable in this one. Um, just given, like, you know, we, we joked around. We joked about how Redskins games are over in, like, two hours. <laughs> yeah. I remember. As yeah, opposed, yeah. As opposed to your typical, like, three-hour game. Mm-hmm. Um, and that has a lot to do with, you know, the play calling and the pace of play. Uh, and that they don't care if they're losing by 10. You know, they're still going to run their <laughs> the way they run it. It's, it's hilarious to me, honestly. Um, you know, so they seem to be very stubborn in that way. Um, so I would I would expect <clears throat> that, that something like that continues, um, you know, this weekend. They're going to try to run the ball against a, a you know, top-ranked run defense, like, like you were saying. And, you know, there are opportunities here to throw the ball, though. I mean, yeah, it has to be. Let's not get it twisted. There's opportunities yeah. here to throw the ball. It's just, is Bill Callahan, as the interim head coach, you know, being the former offensive line coach that he's been, you know, being the guy that he said, well, uh, when you run the ball, you know, 50-plus times, you win 67% of the time. Well, it's, yeah, it's because, you know, it's, it's a causation, not a correlation. You're running the ball because <laughs> you're winning. So, you know. <laughs> guy going to is he gonna all of a sudden decide that he wants to throw the ball like i don't i don't i don't know i don't believe that i don't you know i don't believe that he's gonna he's gonna flip that um so yeah i mean you know the there's opportunities here for both of these offenses to make plays i just don't know if the ineptitude of their head coaches and play callers will allow that to happen yeah, I'm hoping that, you know, the run will set up the pass like it should be. Hopefully, that, yeah, may, yeah, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. I mean, the Jets are pretty bad in third and longs. So, if... Oh, there you, you go. You know, exactly. So, that, you know, maybe that's where Vegas is coming from. Like, you know, if, if they run the ball on first down, get tackled for a loss, second and 11. Mm-hmm. Run the ball on third down, get tackled for no gain, third and 11. Now yep. they set up a third and long, and now Dwayne Haskins throwing touchdowns to Scary Terry. So, maybe yep. that's what... Uh, there we go. There we go. Yeah. Um, no, but seriously, Lev Bell, you start him up with confidence. Um, mm-hmm. Jamison Crowder, like you were saying, revenge game, you start him up with confidence. Oh, um, I yeah. Just pulled up, I just pulled up the, the Jets' targets from the last four weeks. Uh, Demarius, Tar- Demarius, targets. Demarius Thomas actually <laughs> the team in targets. Oh, wow. In tar- okay. In targets and target share over the last four weeks. Uh, Jamison Crowder is second with 19%. Lev Bell third with 17%, and then Robbie Anderson with 16% of the targets. Um, yeah, and then, actually, that Week 7 game is in there. I'll take that game out. But if you look at just the last three weeks, um, Robbie Anderson is second on the team in air yards, and he's like <coughs> one, 
over um, Vincent Smith. He's got an 8 out of like 11.7. That's not Robbie Anderson. And so uh, if his target share is down and his air yards are down, his A dot is down, we don't want to play him. So Yeah. Um, Jamison Crowder, definitely in play. Um, but outside of that, I'm not, I don't think I'm touching anything else if it's not named Love Bell. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, anything else on that? We won't, we'll move forward. Yeah, moving forward. Yep. Yeah, let's let's do it. All right, we got the four o'clock game, four o five p.m. We've got a, a rematch. We've got the three six and one Arizona Cardinals traveling to Santa Clara to take on the eight and one. Wow, I typed in nine and zero on my doc because I made oh, it man. earlier in the week. And it was Russell on Wilson. Day. Yeah, Russell man. Wilson definitely changed that. Uh, eight and one. <laughs> Arizona or San Francisco 49ers. This is a 44 and a half point over under, and the San Francisco 49ers are 10 and a half point favorites. So, Greg, what do you got? Yeah, in this game, I'm going to take the 49ers to win, bounce back in a, one of the game of the year candidates uh, on Monday night. Um, but I'm going to take the Cardinals to cover the spread. It was, it was huge last time, and we were like, I'm wondering what they could do, but the Cardinals did well. I think they play them well again this time and cover. Uh, and I'm going to take the over in this game. Uh, I, you know, after the the first time we were saying we were saying these these Cardinals are not startable in any way, shape, or form. But now I think the 49ers defense is uh, open up a little bit. They are getting those turnovers still, but I think you can um, start Kyler Murray. Uh, I think you can definitely uh, roll him out there. Christian Kirk coming off his career game last week. Uh, I think he's become a you know a favorite receiver, especially and it's also Larry Fitzgerald. So I think both of those guys are in play as uh, flex options. Um, the running situation. We already talked about David Johnson's dead to me. Uh, I don't want to play him. Um, Kenyon Drake, this is his This is his backfield. <laughs> so uh, I think if I'm going to start a running back, it's going to be Kenyon Drake. Um, and on the 49ers side, <clears throat> George Kittle, not expected to play. Uh, Manny Sanders, I'm not sure his situation, um, but it seems like he's game-time decision. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm not as confident starting Jimmy G as uh, maybe, uh, maybe a deep stream, I would say. But uh, other than that, you know, looking at this running game, no, uh, the most intriguing running game as far as injuries, I think, every week. Matt Breida out uh, for this game. <clears throat> More set. It's going to be a game-time decision, but I think he's expected to play. Uh, Tevin Coleman's good to go. So I think Tevin Coleman, look at him as an RB2. But More set, if you have both of them, I think, you know, it might be a play to start both because uh, at any point, Tevin Coleman could be get that Matt Breida, Breida uh, syn- synopsis and get injured at any point more second get involved so yeah yeah no i i definitely agree with that moster um has to be on your roster at this point right now yeah um, and i'm so i'm gonna take the over here i'm gonna take the cardinals against the spread and i'm gonna take the niners to win the, the cardinals did keep this game close last time they kept it very close um and you know like we were saying before i think you can you can Kenny Drake's in play. Yo, this Niners run defense has dropped to 27th in the last three weeks. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. they've dropped to 27th in terms of run defense efficiency in the last three weeks. So you can run on these guys. Um, the Arizona Cardinals are actually top five in run defense efficiency in the last three weeks, which kind of makes – they were trending up. Um, and then we saw what they did to Ronald Jones last week. Um, so, you know, I think that's real. I think this is real. I don't think you can run the ball down these guys' throats anymore. Um, you know, they're still 27th in pass defense efficiency uh, over the last three weeks, 31st on the year, so you can still throw on them. Um, you know, Kyler Murray, man, I, so, he, all right, hear me out. I know we've had some time to digest all this. 
Mm-hmm. But Kyler Murray, his last game against these guys, it was great, right? But Kyler Murray threw for 241 passing yards. Right. Kyler Murray also threw an 88-yard touchdown pass that traveled like 15 yards in the air. <laughs> if you take away that 88-yard touchdown pass, Kyler Murray threw for 153 passing yards. Russell yeah. Wilson, MVP candidate Russell Wilson, in five quarters, because that game went to overtime, threw for 232 passing yards against the San Fran defense. I'm not saying that I'm not going to say let's bench Kyler Murray. I'm just going to say let's temper our expectations. Let's, um, you know, let's not expect him to hit his ceiling in this matchup against this Niners, this Niners team. That's it. I'm, I'm not going to say let's bench him. I'm not going to say I'm not going to play him. I'm just say let's temper our expectations. Mm-hmm. Let's not expect a, re- a repeat or repeat performance here. But Kenyon Drake against this run defense, I do like that to repeat because he didn't even get that. You look at the touches. I mean, he had, he'd only he'd only gotten like ten carries, I think, for 112 yards or whatever it was. So I I would like to see him get more carries here. I mean, they, obviously they were playing against Tampa Bay. You can't really run the ball against them. So, um, you know, he only got six carries there. Uh, David Johnson seems to be a backup. So uh, I, hopefully he's he's not as involved as a as a rusher this week. And Kenyon Drake just gets all these carries to himself. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. Um... Kyler Murray, I'm definitely I got I'm in a league where I have Josh Allen and Kyler Murray, I'm definitely taking Josh Allen. So I wouldn't say he's gonna give you, you know, an elite QB one performance, but I think he, I could see him giving borderline uh QB twelve, QB thirteen guy this week. Yeah, I think he hits his floor for sure. Yeah. I mean, uh, like, like that like that steady floor that you've been getting from Kyler Murray outside of like those two bad matchups that he had. Right. Um, I think I think he'll still get you in a standard a standard quarterback scoring league, I think he'll still get you sixteen to seventeen points. Um, just because his rushing upside is always there as well, so uh, he ran for 34 yards in that game. Um, you know that's that's almost an extra passing touchdown. So mm-hmm. uh, I think I think that you know I think he'll be okay. Um, you know I'm not gonna start. I'm not gonna go start like Ryan Fitzpatrick over Kyler Murray. No, 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 no. Yeah. Um. Mm, yeah, Ross Dwelly though. You know, like you said, no George Kittle in this one. Um, so Ross Dwelly, somebody that's interesting to me, um, you know, from 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 a mat- obviously the matchup's good against Arizona, um, but this is a guy that profiled as a decent receiver coming out of college, um, and he's actually been a pretty good blocker for the for the Niners, so he should be on the field here. Um, you know, seven targets in the last game, they were trying to come back though, so don't know how real that was, but you know, the matchup being as good as it is, him being on the field, I think there's opportunities there for him. Um, and then Debo Samuel, uh, I I love him this week, man. I you know we were kind of talking. Um, I almost wanted to make him my start of the week, but um, yeah, I mean with the, with if amount if Emmanuel Sanders was a hundred percent out, you told me that I'm, I would I would absolutely fire up Debo Samuel as my start of the week. But um, you know I think his presence there, I don't know how involved he'll be. Uh, Emmanuel Sanders, I mean, and so I think Debo Samuel still has a usable role, especially against a, a bottom, a bottom five um, Arizona Cardinals pass defense. Yeah, I, I agree. All right, anything else on this game, Greg? Or are we, we good here? Uh, I think we're good to go uh, on to the next. All right, man, we got the four twenty five matchup: Cincinnati Bengals, zero and nine. Cincinnati Bengals traveling to Oakland to take on the five and four. 
Oakland Raiders. There's a forty-eight right. and a half point, a, a and a half point over under. The Raiders are eleven and a half point favorites. Greg, what do you got? Yeah, I'm gonna take the Raiders in this game. Uh, I got them covering the spread. It's still very high, but I'm gonna take the Raiders to cover, uh, and I'm gonna take the under in this game. Uh, I think yeah, this is just the most favorable script for this Raiders defense and the the the, the script that they want because they you know, only got one running back on this roster that they really use, and uh, I think he's gonna be run down the throat. This is uh, gonna be you know be a 25 to 30 carry game for Josh Jacobs. I think he rolls here. Um, Derek Carr, I think, is a streamable option. Um, Especially, you know, against this Bengals defense who's got lit up last week, who's going to get lit up again. Uh, they've given up as a season. They're going for this number one draft pick. Um, again, no A.J. Green. I don't know what people <laughs> out there, hopefully, I don't know if he's on people's rosters. But I've, we've given up hope a couple weeks ago. Uh, everyone that gets him is like, oh, I got I got some hope. But, nah, he's not playing, man. This man's not coming back. Uh, <laughs> so, and on the Raiders, yeah, on the Bengals side, yeah, that's Auden Tate. Um, I've always liked him, you know, this this year. I think he's probably the only, you know, fantasy viable guy, Joe Mixon. Um, but I think it's going to be a lot, a lot of Raiders here. Uh, it might be a little ugly for the Bengals again. Yeah, I'm going to take the over here. I'm going to take the Raiders against the spread. I'm going to take the Raiders to win. Look, man, this, this matchup to me has got some sneaky shootout potential. It's crazy because <laughs> it just comes down to Ryan Finley. It's right. literally it. It comes down to Ryan Finley's ability to do it. But you've got a deep you've got two defenses here. Like Oakland's not a good defense. But they're in a good matchup. So we're going to stream them, right? We're going to play them, we're going to pick them up, we're going to play them, right? But this Oakland Raiders defense is 28th in pass defense efficiency on the season and over the last 3 weeks. In the last 3 weeks they're 26th in run defense efficiency. They're not a good defense, <laughs> but yeah, they're not. Like You're we right. talk about this, yeah. this Bengals offense is not good at all. <laughs> no, not even close. Twenty seventh, twenty seventh in pass offense efficiency the last three weeks, and twenty eighth in run, or no, they're tenth in run efficiency over the last three weeks, but they're twenty fifth on the season. Um, but like, will know, will will the Bengals have the ball though? I think Raiders are good in time for possession in a exactly. lot of games. Exactly, and so the Raiders they're going to be able to run the ball down the Bengals' throats. They're going to be able to. They're basically going to be able to do whatever they want. You know, right. Derek Carr is in play. Darren Waller is in play. Tyrell Williams is in play. Mm-hmm. Josh Jacobs is in play. Hunter Renfro might be in play. Everybody <laughs> on the Raiders side is in play, yep. right? But that's why I'm like, are the Bengals in play? <laughs> you know? Like, yeah. we've been targeting this Raiders defense for weeks now. Weeks. Yeah, we have. You know? Yep. And, I mean, okay, let me ask you a question. If Andy Dalton was the quarterback, would we target the Bengals? Yeah, if if Andy Dalton was the quarterback, yes, yeah, I, I think we would. We would, would. We, would be tar- we would we would be targeting some of these Bengals pieces, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. So then, I guess the question is, how much better is Andy Dalton? <laughs> a lot, a lot, a lot. Okay, a lot. Yeah. So you're gonna give him you're gonna give him a lot. So then, I, I, yeah. So then, I can't get you I can't get you over here then with me. <laughs> 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 I, after yeah. that last week's uh, display, Ravens defense, they're they're good, but I want to see it as like a top 10. They, they just destroyed the Bengals in every aspect of the game. It was bad. But the Bengals, the, the, we know that the, the Ravens, you know, going back to the Marcus Peters acquisition, Jimmy Smith, we know that the Ravens have a good pass defense. Like we, Correct. Like we know that it's been trending in a good direction. You know, yep. We saw what they did with the, with the Pats, and, and then they go right to Ryan Finley, right? So that like 
that, I'm okay with that. But this Raiders defense is not the Ravens. No, they're not. They're not. <laughs> not at all. Yeah. So, I don't know. It's just. I mean, they did have almost five picks against Phillip Rivers, though. You know? They should have had five yeah, picks. I mean, it was Phillip Rivers playing on third. <laughs> playing like a, like, like, you know what? Like, he didn't know how to play football anymore. Did you have some Philip River stock, yo? <laughs> I did have some Philip River stock. <laughs> but I might, 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 very small might that I might have Ryan Philly stock this week. <laughs> very small chance. Look, I, all right. In a GPP, especially if I can get Ryan Finley like super cheap, like almost minimum minimum quarterback price against the twenty eighth ranked pass defense in terms of pass defense efficiency, in a game where he's going to be down by eleven, you know he's expected to be True. down by eleven and a half points. <laughs> they got a lot of they got to throw. He's going to have to throw like forty times. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, but yeah, you know what, guys? If you if you know if you want to be a degenerate like me, then go ahead. You know, go 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 start Ryan Finley in a FanDuel lineup or something. But <laughs> all right, that, this don't at least gives me this at least gives you confidence though for the rate for the Bengals pieces, right? Like like you could now you have confidence in Auden Tate. This like I would have some confidence in a Tyler Boyd. Yeah, right? like yeah, this for this sure. is what that does for me. Like I'm not, uh, I'm not is, saying um, what's the name back to John Ross as well. John Ross is not officially back. He was okay. Okay. He, uh, yeah, he he was he was cleared to practice, but he's not activated. All he's not okay. 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 Yet, so, um, yeah, I think that's okay. Let's put it that way. That's what it does for me. It put, gives me confidence in these Bengals pieces. All right. Um, anything else on this on this matchup? <laughs> nah, for sure. Nah, this is entertaining though. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Next game, also four twenty-five. We've got the eight and one New England Patriots traveling to Philadelphia to take on the five and four. Philadelphia Eagles. This is a Super Bowl rematch. Forty-four and a half point over under. The Patriots are four point favorites. Greg, what you got? Yeah, both teams coming for bye too. It's like just like a Super Bowl. Um, but I got the Pats in this game. Uh, I got the Eagles covering the spread though. They're home. Uh, I think it's it's tough to beat the team. Um, you know, in Carson Wentz, they don't go down without a fight. So I'm gonna go have them cover, and uh, I'm gonna take the over in this game. Um, yeah, this is the second of the you know that kind of. Sh- gauntlet that the Pats are going through where they actually play real teams in the NFL so we're gonna it's interesting to see how they you know, come back from uh, <clears throat> getting not embarrassed by the Ravens but the Ravens handled that game pretty well Bill Belichick come on for a bye though that's like money Andy Reid come on for a bye and Bill Belichick come on for a bye just usually you lock it in as a, a Pats win or a Chiefs win um so uh I like Judy Edelman a lot uh I like Brady as well um I like you know the the James White especially in the run game for the pa- the Patriots uh, and Mohamed Sanu he got involved a lot in that Ravens game I, I will see that like to see that continue I think it will uh, especially in the target number um, on the Eagles side um, you know it's gonna be tough we, I still think the Patriots defense is for real uh, I think you know Lamar Jackson is the hybrid but Carson Wentz isn't Lamar Jackson he doesn't have the running ability that he has uh, to kill you so I think it might be a little struggle for Carson Wentz. Um, but, uh, you know, it, sh- it should be okay. Miles Sanders, though, uh, I think he's going to be well in play here, though. Yeah, um, I'm going to take the over here. I'm going to take the Pats to win. I'm taking the Pats to cover the spread as well. Yeah, I mean, I pain, that that hold right there just pained me to say it, but I don't know if the Eagles team, this Eagles team is going to have the horses this week, man. No Alshon Jeffrey. He's already been yeah. pulled out. Um, you know, we already know that they don't have Deshaun Jackson. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, they don't have Jordan Howard. They're going to be without Jordan Howard. They just signed Jay Ajayi to, uh, to kind of fill that role. So, you know, Miles Sanders will have this backfield to himself. But, you know, no Darren Sproles. He's out for the year with a quad. Like these, like, these Eagles are coming off the bye, and they're coming more injured out of the bye than they were going into the bye, which is kind of yep. crazy. But, um, you know, I, I think that's why I'm going to go with the Pats on this one. Um, I was listening to Warren Sharp on Adam Lefko's podcast, and he was saying that, um, you know, we kind of talked about it too, but, you know, the Pats, when they were going up against Baltimore in their previous matchup, when they ran that, that hurry-up offense. Um, they were rolling, man. They were rolling, and it mm-hmm. led, eventually, you know, Baltimore kind of kind of lucked out. Marlon Humphrey made a great play, stripped Julian Edelman of a fumble, returned it for a touchdown. But then New England came right back down the field and scored. Um, and that's what they call, apparently, their turbo package. Okay. Um, and they had a 63% success rate running out of turbo last week, or running their offense out of turbo, versus a 40, a 40% success rate. Um, so, you know, significant increase in success running out of this turbo package. Um, and apparently, uh, they said that the, the Patriots said they wanted to run more turbo, but they couldn't, uh, because of injuries and they had to have a bunch of new guys. Well, they're coming off a bye, Ooh. which means that whatever issues and kinks that need to be worked out of that turbo package, um, can be worked out. And mm-hmm. so it's like when you ask yourself, well, what are the what are the benefits of turbo? Well, you know, the, all the defense they, they stay vanilla. Uh, they 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 don't have enough time to adjust. But the biggest thing is they're not allowed to substitute. Because yep. if the offense isn't substituting, the defense isn't allowed to substitute. And when and when you play teams like the Eagles, what do the Eagles like to do? The Eagles like to shuttle in defensive linemen. Yep. Yep. They shuttle in, you know, four new defensive linemen at a time to keep those guys fresh. Well. If they can't keep them fresh, they can't they can't shuttle them in and out. I think the New England Patriots kind of just roll on roll on the Philadelphia Eagles in this one. Um, you know, especially you know we said we said they're coming off a bye, but they're also coming off a loss. And Belichick off a loss <laughs> is almost just as bad as Belichick off a bye. It's probably worse. So they're coming off a bye and a loss. Um, yeah, I think whatever whatever kinks need to be fixed with this team have already been fixed i think i, I would imagine i mean yeah um, they were fixed but, that night the night of the game after the ravens <laughs> game <laughs> we're, we're going to go. practice right now yeah we're right now how are you doing <laughs> um but yeah no miles sanders though i still like him a lot uh, just because there there's nobody else yeah yep. there's no one else um so as a runner as a receiver i think he's gonna be he's going to be um you know involved so, uh, yeah, the, uh, yeah. I mean, I'm not excited to Carson Wentz. Um, you know, I'm also curious to see how does Belichick defend Zach Ertz. Oh yeah, you know, yeah for does sure. Does he put Stephon Gilmore on him? Does he put Devin McCourty <clears throat> or Patrick Chung on him? Like, you know, with, with no no Alshon Jeffrey, you're not worried about Nelson Aguilar. Like, like I'll put you on Nelson Aguilar, Greg. Like that's fine. Right. So like. like <laughs> You know, what are they going to do about Zach Ertz? And does that make Dallas Goddard in play now, too? Yeah, that's a good point. Are the, are the Eagles going to adjust and maybe run two more two to two tight end sets so that they have to deal with both of them? Uh, it's it's going to be interesting. It's a chess match. No, it's going to be an interesting chess match. Obviously, like, you know, Doug Peterson, he's a really good head coach in his own right. Obviously, yep. he, he, you know, he beat Belichick in the Super Bowl. So, um, yeah, so it's 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 definitely going to be a good game to watch. Um, you know, definitely the most interesting of this uh 
of this four o'clock slate, I would say. Mm-hmm. All right, man. Anything else? We moving forward to uh, the boring, the boring matchup of the week. Yeah, I don't know why they didn't flex this. They had the ability to flex this out, but you know, let's get right to it. <laughs> yeah, man. So instead of watching Lamar Jackson versus Sean Watson <laughs> on Sunday Night Football, eight twenty p.m., we'll be watching Mitch Trubisky and the Chicago Bears, the four and five Chicago Bears, take on Jared Mitch- Goff. And the five and four LA Rams. This is a forty point over under. LA Rams are six point favorites. Greg, what do you got? Uh, yeah, I'm gonna take the Rams to win. I'm gonna take the Bears to cover the spread though, uh, and I'm, I'm gonna take the over in this game. Um, yeah, uh, you know we know the Rams. They do okay against teams that are not good defensively, but they struggle against uh, good defensive teams. Um, so I could see the Rams struggling again in this game. Uh, but the Bears haven't been as dominant as last year. You know, that defense that was getting a pick six almost every game, it felt like. Uh, so, But, you know, I, I think the Rams still hold it down and win the game. I'm not very intrigued on the Bears side as much as uh, as far as the quarterback or anybody. David Montgomery is the only one I'm looking at. Um, and Tariq Cohen. Um, Allen Robinson, I think he's been a solid floor. Just after the week where we made him start of the week, he comes right back. Does we have to do gets those nine targets and you know gets the the eight for you know ninety six mark that you know we thought he would be getting every every week so uh, you roll Allen Robinson out there uh, on the Rams side though um, Jared Goff I don't know if I would start him um, and yeah the the receivers you know no Brandon Cooks again so Josh Reynolds it'd be Josh Reynolds Brand, uh, you know Robert Woods and Cooper Cup Cooper Cup has to be in the bounce back spot he got the zero points last week um, I think he. Uh, you know, all those go, those guys are, are flex plays. Josh Reynolds, I don't think I would start him, but uh, Robert Woods and Cooper Cup are, are solid flex plays this week. I don't want to start anybody from this game. <laughs> I'm, taking, I'm going to take the under. I'm going to take the Rams against the spread. I'm taking the Rams. I don't want to start anybody from this game. We got, two, we got two quarterbacks here that struggle under pressure. You've got two defenses here that create pressure. Like, I, I want nothing. <laughs> Remember earlier in the year when it was got like Rams versus Cleveland, and I was like, "Hey man, I know this is a high over under, but this might be a stinker." You got two deep, two quarterbacks that struggle under pressure, yada 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 yada, whatever. And then look what happened there. I'm, you know what? I said it then. I'm gonna stick to my guns here. I'm gonna take the under. I think this is gonna gonna be a blow up spot for any for anybody playing <laughs> the quarterback position. Like if you want single digits from your quarterback, play one of these guys, bro. Because like. Yeah, man. I don't know, man. I like. It's just gonna be so tough, you know. Like, yeah. Like, like and then uh, you know, Allen Robinson. I do like him, but then you think he's got Jalen Ramsey on the other side. You know, he does. He's probably gonna. He's probably gonna shadow him. He does. And, you You're know, right. I'll probably talk his ear off, but he's a pretty good. Oh corner, man. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, you know, like Rams. What do you? Do? All right, if I told you this right now, you'd probably, like, crap your pants. The Rams in neutral game script, right? With the, right. Score is one, the score is within one game, right? The last three weeks, they throw the ball 74% of the time. That's crazy. That's a lot. That's a wild. A lot. Yeah. Yeah. Todd Gurley and, averaged six yards a carry last week. Yeah, and it's not like Jared Goff is doing well with the 74%. <laughs> so come, that's like, crazy. Come on. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, and you know, the Bears but, are attackable. No Keem Hicks, like you, you know, you, you would think they may they may adjust though back to to Ty Gurley. 
I mean, I hope so. I really do, because um, this is this is actually a decent spot for Todd Gurley. This would be a nice spot to get him involved. But even him, uh, you know, he split the snaps last week. It was a three-man rotation between him, Daryl Henderson, Malcolm Brown. Um, I did I did try to catch that game, the condensed version. It seemed like Daryl <clears throat> Henderson was actually getting worked in as, you know, the change of pace running back. Um, they were making a concerted effort to get him snaps early on in the game, and it seemed as when they were trying to come back, um, Malcolm Brown was playing a lot of the passing down situations, you know, as a third down back, essentially, um, just mm-hmm. in there as a blocker, not as a receiver. So I think Daryl Henderson is the back to own um, as the handcuff to Todd Gurley. But, you know, is Todd, if Todd Gurley is not healthy, man, like, I, like, I, like what's going on? Because he's not playing. Like, he got 12 carries last week for 73 yards. Like, why did he only get 12 carries? Like, it doesn't make sense, but... Got load management, yo. <laughs> load, oh, man. You know what? They should put Jared Goff on load management. Yeah. <laughs> they should. You're right. Put that arm. Put the shoulder on load management. You know, <laughs> bring those NBA uh, aspects to the NFL, man. Load management all the way. Oh, man. Um, But, yeah, I don't want to start anybody from this game. So, like, uh, Cooper Cup, he's also dealing with a stomach bug, apparently. So I had to pick up Josh Reynolds in the League of Extraordinary People as a as a potential pivot in the event that because I'm starting I'm I'm right with Cooper Cup if if he if he can't play then you know you know my my shots of winning were just as good if he's if, if as if he got me a zero so it is what it is um so like I'm yeah I'm gonna, I'm I'm gonna pivot to Josh Reynolds if if need be but like I said I'm not excited to start anybody in this matchup with the exception of Gerald Everett I I do like yeah. Him. Yeah, so. uh, for sure. If if anyone's gonna be you know safe, uh, Jared Goff he panics. He goes straight to Jared uh, to Jared Everett. He got twelve targets last game. I, I love that number. Yeah, and then uh, David Montgomery is also gonna be a game time decision with an ankle sprain that he mm. suffered early, uh, in in practice. So you know Tariq Cohen, like Tariq Cohen's not gonna be get a complete workload, but like now we're talking to like Cordero Patterson like territory. Oh, I don't like to hear that. No. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. So um, I don't want to start anybody from this game. If if so, God, wait. If you have Derek David Montgomery, are you? Because this game Sunday night. Are you gonna? Ooh. What are you doing? Um. Yeah, unless I have people from that Chiefs Chargers game, I would be hesitant to to start him. I would uh definitely have him in your flex position to start for sure. Um, and yeah, I think you, you would know by, uh, early, I guess the four o'clock games, correct? That was his status. Yeah, um, but there's only three of those games. So like, oh, man. You, you would have to have one of those guys. I mean, <laughs> all right. I think the thing is, I think he's going to play. You think he's going to, I think he's going to play too. And, but I don't know if, how effective he'll be. I mean, the Rams are a top five run defense in terms of efficiency. They were number two in the last three weeks. Um, and, you know, this Bears offense in terms of running hasn't been great either. They're 19th in run offense efficiency over the last three weeks, 27th on the season. So, um, you know, I wasn't excited to start David Montgomery. Like, even going into the week in the leagues that I do have him in, I was going to other options. Like, all right, in your flex, would you rather have – would you rather start David Montgomery or Debo Samuel? Uh, I'm going to go Debo Samuel this week. Yeah. And then it's like at running back, would you rather start David Montgomery or Raheem Mostert? Oh uh, yeah, uh, yeah, Raheem Mostert. David Montgomery or Miles Sanders? 
Miles Sanders as well. Uh, I, if Matt Nagy, maybe if, I, feel, I feel like he's not gonna. He might do low management on David Montgomery if he plays. Right, that's, that's what I'm saying. So like, it's like the upside wasn't even really there for David Montgomery when he was healthy, you know. And now that I know he's he's injured, like I don't know if I want to play him. So I'm gonna make contingency plans. I already have made my contingency plans, but yeah, I guess you know if you're so you know, would you rather play? I mean, so if you're gonna wait for David Montgomery though. Um, I mean, obviously you want to have them in your flex if you can, um, but you know, then would you feel comfortable? I mean, I'd go to the one touch man, Miko Hardman, man. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, I, I think that's that's a good play. Um, you definitely for some boom. If you're expected to lose in your matchup, yeah, it seems like he's, he's one of the most efficient players in fantasy. Yeah, so I think that if I had David Montgomery and I needed to start him and I had him in my flex. And I couldn't get any of these other pieces, you know. Maybe I maybe I don't have another running back from one of these other games. Um, yeah, I think I would. I think I would go Miko Hartman. And, you know, I think that's it. But all right, uh, anything else on that game? We should move to the next one, the Monday Night Football. Yeah, now let's get to you know Mexico Azteca. So we've got the six and four Kansas City Chiefs meeting the L.A. the Los Angeles Chargers, the four and six Los Angeles Chargers in a matchup. AFC West matchup in Mexico City, Mexico. This is a 51.5 point over-under. The Chiefs are four-point favorites. So, Greg, what do you got? Yeah, I got the Chiefs in this game, taking Patty. Um, I'm going to have the Chargers, you know, covering the spread, though. I just think, you know, Patty hasn't been getting a lot of help on the defensive end, so Chargers are going to keep it close. Uh, and I'm going to take the over in this game. Two struggling defenses uh, right now. Um, so, yeah, uh, on the Chiefs side, Pat Mahomes, got to start him up. Got to start up uh, your your guys as far as Tyreek Hill uh, and Travis Kelsey. Um, those are like the only three guys I'm I'm very confident in. Um, Damian Williams and Shady McCoy have been you know Shady McCoy at first of all was a healthy scratch, which is not a good sign. Um, Darren Williams you know was in there. Uh, Damian Williams was in there. Uh, not a lot of people did a lot of impact going against a a, a good Titans first defense though. Um, but in, on on the Chargers side, you no know, Philip Rivers. I think he's a good streamable quarterback. Uh, a good start for you this week. Um, and Keenan Allen for sure as well. I think he's a good play. Uh, I'm in love with Melvin Gordon this week, um, so I think you know you need to keep an eye on him as far as the start. Um, but yeah, the the Chiefs running back situation, I'm I'm pretty confused. I'm not really sure. I'm confident starting any of these guys at this point. Yeah, I I'm actually gonna take the over here, and I'm gonna take the Chiefs, the Chargers to win the game. Okay. So that definitely means okay. the Chargers to cover the spread here. Yeah. Um, the reason I'm picking the Chargers to win here is because the Chiefs have some injury issues on the offensive line, um, and we know where the strength of this Chargers defense is. Um, it's it's in that defensive line with those two pass rushers, uh, Joey Bosa, the older Bosa here, um, and Melvin Ingram. Uh, those two guys on the def- on the defensive line are absolutely studs, and it shows because um, you know on the season the Chargers ranked 25th in pass defense efficiency, but in the last three weeks they ranked 10th in past defense efficiency. And mm. I think that's I think that's a part and that you know they've and they faced Oakland in that time, they faced Green Bay in that time. Um so you know they they're they're not they weren't playing slouches. Um you know the Chargers pass defense is is pretty good. While their their run defense actually is middle of the pack. Um so I I do think they they get after Pat Mahomes a little bit. They they make it hard for him. I still do think that this game hits the over though just because of all the pieces that the Chiefs have. Um, but you know, the, obviously, if the Chargers are going to win, that means that the Chargers have to 
have to keep pace. And that, that Phillip Rivers, uh, Melvin Gordon, like you said, um, you know, this Chiefs run defense, it's been bad all year. They're 31st in, in run defense efficiency. They are 15th in the last three weeks, though. Um, so Chris Jones definitely helping out there. Um, you know, Derrick Henry did have 123 yards rushing last week on mm-hmm. uh, 20 carries or so, but he had a 68-yard <coughs> rushing touchdown, um, and he also had a one-yard rushing touchdown. So his fantasy day did look really good. It's typical um, Derrick Henry, by the way. <laughs> yeah, this typical Derrick Henry right there for you. But, um, you know, this Chiefs, this Chiefs run defense is getting better. But Melvin, Ingr- or Melvin Gordon, though, um, you know, since the, they took over, since the new OC took over, uh, you see Melvin Gordon be really involved. You see Austin Eckler, you know, actually not be involved as much. He's mm-hmm. been doing well on the box score, um, but his actual peripheral numbers in terms of snaps that he's played uh, and things of that nature, they're all season lows. So, um, but I do think he's in play this week, given the situation with the matchup and everything like that. Given the, the you know the situation the Chargers have at the receiver position, um, Hunter Henry, somebody I really like this week. The Chiefs struggle against the tight end position. Uh, they gave up at least six catches to the tight end position uh, in the last four or five weeks. So I think Hunter Henry, I think his his season low is six catches. So <laughs> I think Hunter Henry is gonna is in a very a very nice spot here. Um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but like you were saying with the Chiefs running back situation, I don't know, man. What do you? So what do you? I mean, what are you gonna do? I mean, are you starting Damian Williams with any confidence? Uh, nah, I don't, I don't, I don't think so. No, I, I gotta wait and see. I think with all these guys, I think you have to start Damian Williams though, no, right? Because he's been involved the last two weeks. He's been the most. Uh, yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah, you right. High, do you have a high total here? Um, that's true. That's true. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think you can start Damian Williams. Actually, I was checking out his numbers. He did get 19 carries last game, um, and yeah. and got five targets. So uh, even with the fumble loss, that was it was a, a decent Robbie two day. So. I think you can start yeah. uh, David Williams. I think yeah, like I, like you were saying though, Shady McCoy, he's the one that he's the one that scares the crap out of me. But oh yeah, <laughs> all right. So, but here's the thing though: if Shady McCoy was made available in your league, would you pick him up? Um, if I had the spot, I think this year is gonna be tough. Like roster spots are, you know, a very roster spots at a premium right now. Yeah, <laughs> they are. Yeah, yeah. They're at a premium right now. It's for for sure. You're absolutely right. So I don't know. I don't think I would do it. I think I would. You, I'd have a better argument doing like Daryl or or even Darwin Thompson, maybe. Yeah, I, I think mean, they want to look. I think they're trying to look at these other guys. The reason that he was a healthy scratch. Basically, if you have a spot, just add a Chiefs running back and wait till the game is over, <laughs> <laughs> and then drop him. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean, I think this is actually a good conversation though because if you have. You know, you know, like for example, we've picked up our handcuffs, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Christian McCaffrey, we picked up Reggie Bonifon. You know, let's say the, the 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 Panthers play. Christian McCaffrey leaves that game completely healthy. Um, you know, that opens up the opportunity for us then to drop a Reggie Bonifon, pick up you know one of these Chiefs running backs, and kind of wait and see what happens. And then if nothing happens, then on Tuesday we we just you know, just make that swap, <laughs> you know? So it's just yeah. a way to kind of play with, play within the game, um, the gamesmanship of the, of the app, whatever app you're using. If you're on ESPN, you won't be able to do this. I know. That's the worst, man. I was like, <laughs> oh yeah, I could do this in ESPN too, right? Nah, couldn't do it. Even NFL <laughs> fantasy allows you to do it. That, that's pretty dope. So 
ESPN yeah, needs, NFL to, needs to fix that. Yahoo Fantasy, yes, ESPN, you got to fix that. Um, but if you have the opportunity, yeah, then you know, go ahead. If you have an open, if you have somebody that you were kind of holding through those games, and, and maybe you, you could afford to drop them. I mean, maybe a high profile uh, handcuff, I wouldn't do it. Like if it's Alexander Madison, nah. you're the Dalvin Cook owner. Like, don't drop him to do this because. You know, Alexander Madison is one of the hand like the most high profile handcuffs out there right now. So yeah, for sure, can't have him exposed to waivers. Um, anything else in this matchup though? Uh, obviously, Travis Kelsey, we love him every week, especially with Pat Mahomes back. But yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. That's a, that's about it. I love all those all the you know skill positions when Pat Mahomes is in. All right, man. So uh, it's that money time, man. I started. Yes, the week. sir. Money time. Uh huh. Let's, Let's go. Get right to it yeah so your qb starter of the week man what do you got bro uh man i'm going my man dak right now you know he's a hot qb starter week in early to begin the season i'm coming back to him he's only finished outside the qb 12 once this year that was against the saints um he's got an excellent matchup against detroit bottom 10 against in, in fantasy against qbs and uh the cowboys are favored by almost a touchdown you know how i feel about dak we know how i feel when he's favored and um in, in games he's going to dog He's top 10 in pass attempts and in deep ball attempts. Road Dak out there. Start him up. All right, man. So my QB start of the week, man. I called him out in our last in our, our, our waiver wire show. I, I'm, so I'm picking up today as my start of the week because we know it's definitely science. When I call people out, they play better. That's a fact. So Drew Brees, yep, I yep, called yep. you out. Drew Brees, I need you to play better, and I know you yes, will. Sir. Why? Because you got this matchup against this Tampa Bay Buccaneers uh, pass defense, which gives it the second most fancy points to the quarterback position. And like we talked about, they're what we call a pass funnel. You can't run the ball on them. You can only throw it on them. And can't guard Mike. Yeah, haven't found anybody that can do it. So start off <laughs> Drew Brees Facts. with confidence. Yeah, man, Greg, Drew Brees, got to come through. Amen. Greg, wide receiver start of the week, bro. What do you got? Yeah, man, Julian Edelman. Uh, I just love him as a player, as a wide receiver. He's the only Patriots player I can kind of tolerate on this team. So tough. Got, <laughs> he's got at least eleven. Yeah, word, man. Got to, at least eleven targets in each of the last four games. Great matchup against the banged up Eagles secondary and a trash one at that. Uh, bottom five against wide receivers in fantasy. Uh, you know, giving up a lot of points to that position, as we know. Uh, he's also leading the wide receivers in red zone receptions uh, with 13, but he's only got four touchdowns. So I see that, you know, positive regression coming. Uh, see him getting to the end zone and giving you uh, the top five wide receiver performance that we expect. Uh, I just love that target number uh, every game. He's he's getting double-digit targets easy. So roll him out there. Yeah, man, I really like that one. I definitely agree with what you said. Julian Edelman, only, the only one I could tolerate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, all right, man, moving forward, my wide receiver star of the week, that's going to be Keenan Allen, man. Um, you know, mm-hmm. he's, been, he's been down a little bit. You know, last week uh, had, had a decent game against the Raiders, not as good a game as we thought he would have. Um, but, you know, he's been – he's gotten healthier now. He had popped up with the hamstring. So, he, you know, 10 days rest from, from after playing on Thursday night football. So he's got this matchup and a high over-under with these Kansas City Chiefs, who they actually honestly are pretty good against the tight end position – or, I mean, the wide receiver position – um, but Keenan Allen, they move him around a lot. He plays the slot. Uh, they're gonna, they have to, uh, they have, they're gonna have to score. Philip Rivers is, is going to get the ball to Keenan Allen. So I think this is a bounce back game for Keenan Allen and Keenan Allen owners. So start them up with confidence. Keenan Allen, my wide receiver, start of the week. Yes, sir. Greg, running back start of the week, brother. What you got? Yeah, man, uh, you got Keenan Allen in that game. I like the on running back in that game. Melvin Gordon uh, in a high over under. 
Last two weeks, you talk about the new OC. He's getting involved. 23, carry, 23 touches in week 9, 23 touches again in week 10. That's an upgrade increase significantly from 10 touches that he got in week 8. It's definitely trending up. Um, he's going up against, you know, arguably the worst rush defense in the league in Mexico on Monday night, high over under. You, you keep him going as an RB1 uh, in this game. Uh, he's got five total touchdowns already in, in the six-game plays, which is a, a pretty insane pace right now. Um, but I think, you know, he gets in the end zone again. Oh man, I really like I really like that one. Melvin Gordon, he's been a workhorse for these for these Chargers, especially since the the new the new OC took over. So Melvin Gordon, start him up with confidence. My running back star of the week, man. We talk about this guy all the time, but we never pick him. I think we might have picked him one time. It's a fact. That's right. Going with Josh Jacobs, man. He's got this matchup against the Cincinnati Bengals. They're sticking up the six most fancy points in the running back position, and then also. He's favored by so much. He's at home. They've got the Cincinnati Bengals traveling out west. East Coast <laughs> teams don't do well on the west coast. That's a fact. So, uh, Oakland Raiders, they're going to run all over this, this Cincinnati, Bengals off, uh, Cincinnati Bengals defense. Uh, Josh Jacobs, he also played in that Thursday night game against, uh, against the Chargers. So, he's coming off some rest. And we know that that's good because he definitely needed it because he's He's touched the ball seventh most times of all running backs in the last three weeks from weeks eight to ten. He's averaging 21 touches a game. He's got 62% of uh, he's touching the ball 62% of the time that he's even on the field. So um, that's actually mo- that leads all running backs position with all running backs with with over 20 carries. So when this guy's on the field, they're giving him the ball. So yep. Josh Jacobs, you start him up with confidence. He's my running back star of the week. Yeah, that might be the play of the week out of all positions. That that's money time right there. Yes, sir. Greg, your tight end start of the week, brother. What do you got? Uh, yeah, I'm gonna go with Jared Cook against the Buccaneers. Um, like we were talking about before the bye, Jared Cook is rolling a little bit. Um, last three games he's been healthy and played. He's he finished the tight end five, the tight end seven, and the tight end eight. Coming off ten targets last game and a 75 percent um you know snap share, both are season high for him. Um, even you know a high a, t- a season high for him as, for, as far as routes ran at 35. So he's been heavily involved, and we expect Drew Brees to to bounce back. Samuel Jerichoff is going to be an option for him there. Um, see this continuing here, juicy matchup against a bottom five team against tight ends. Literally the the second worst team after the Cardinals. The only reason they're not is because the Cardinals are just that bad. Um, so yeah, I think you rode Jared Cook out there with confidence. He keeps on cooking. Oh, yeah, Jared Cook, keep on cooking, man. I really like that one. And you know I don't like Jared Cook, man. But I, I know, I know. <laughs> you stole him. So I, I really I really like Jared Cook, man. Um, Yeah, I love that one. So my tight end start of the week, Hunter Henry, man. He's got a matchup against the Kansas City Chiefs. They give up the seventh most fantasy points to the tight end position. And they actually give up at least six catches to the tight end position in the last three weeks, like I, like I, like I previously said. Hunter Henry... Uh, we know Phillip Rivers has eyes for Hunter Henry, loves him. Yo, we're going all in on the Chargers. Makes my Chargers pick look a lot better now. Um, <laughs> That's true. You're right. Yes, I just realized that. <laughs> this is definitely a first in the fantasy football. Not how six two. RB, wide receiver, and tight end start of the weeks in there. <laughs> <laughs> um, the the Hunter Henry, he's fourth in the tight, fourth amongst all tight ends in targets over the last three weeks, averaging five targets a game. So. Hunter Henry, he's gonna be involved, man. He's uh, Hunter Henry. I mean, Philip Rivers loves him. Uh, he's and these, like I said, these 
uh, Kansas City Chiefs, they can't cover the tight end position. They're linebackers. They, they can't cover the tight ends. So Hunter Henry, he's going to eat this week. Start him up. Yep. All right, man. Let's get to those streams, brother. Stream of the week. What do you got, man? QB stream. Yeah, you know, Garner Minshew was a popular, one of the, probably the most popular QB streams of all year. But now Nick Foles is back, and I say you roll him out there. He's only rostered in 30% of Yahoo leagues. So I, in the game, I could see opening up against the Colts. Um, two quarterbacks that are, you know, doing good for your team. This man got hurt uh, throwing a quarterback a dime to DJ Shark in the end zone, uh, throwing a touchdown on the deep ball. Got to keep him out there as a vote of confidence. The Jaguars believe in him. I believe in him. Um, I'm not intrigued as as far as the matchup, but I think just I believe in Nick Foles' ability to hold your, hold it down for the fantasy team and uh, finish as a, a borderline QB1 this week. So, you know, stream my man Nick Foles. Yes, sir. I, I really like that one a lot, man. Nick Foles coming back off the collarbone injury. I think that gives people some confidence to, to kind of scoop him up and use him as a stream for later down the line as well too, man. So yep, I really do yep. like that one. Uh, my QB stream of the week, I'm going with Kyle Allen. I went to, I went to the well last week. He didn't really come through for us, but he's going to come through for us this week. Um, he's got a matchup against the Atlanta Falcons who give up the six most fantasy points to, to the quarterback position. Obviously, we know what, what happened with Drew Brees, but I'm banking on that being an anomaly here. I'm banking on that being the outlier. So Kyle Allen against these Atlanta Falcons, you start him up with confidence. We like his pieces, DJ Moore, Curtis Samuel, Christian McCaffrey. So uh, Kyle Allen, go ahead, man. Almost yeah. like Allen there. Too many K. <laughs> Allen's. I know, a lot of K. Allen, a lot of D. Williams, all that, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Greg, your tight end stream of the week, man. What you got? Uh, Yeah, you know, I'm going to go with my man T.J. Hawkinson. Um, you know, we, we, we clowned him a lot early in the year uh, and throughout the year after the very hot start. But uh, of the last two weeks, he's gotten seven targets against Oakland week nine, and then he also has six targets against Chicago, uh, both good matchups, and he's also got, even got a better matchup now against Dallas, uh, against the tight ends. So I think, you know, you can get – TJ Hawkson, roll him out there as a safe play. I think, you know, give you that seven to eight points uh, and maybe in a half point PPR. Um, I think you can expect that from him, especially with all these tight ends down, uh, Kittle down, Evan Ingram by, Austin Hooper down. You might need to get TJ Hawkinson. Yeah, man, I, I like that one a lot. And like we always say about TJ Hawkinson, um, the fact that he's he's such a physical specimen allows him to be a big play, a big play threat from the tight end position, which is almost unheard of. So I like that one a lot. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> my tight end stream of the week I'm going with Ross Dwelly man I'm going to just do it man just break that emergency glass yes like, sir how could you not man I'm surprised you didn't do it He's got <laughs> I know I know <laughs> <laughs> I did a stream for OJ Howard last week so you know I let, I let it let you oh, have this week two man. streams because OJ Howard hasn't done anything all year so I know I know <laughs> Uh, but Ross Dwelly, he's got these Arizona Cardinals, man. They give up the most fancy points to the tight end position. Um, and then you're probably wondering, like, who the hell is Ross Dwelly? That's right. That's George Kittle's backup. George Kittle expected to be out. Um, I think he was actually officially – I think he was listed as doubtful, but I think he's, he's, he's most definitely going to be out. Uh, mm-hmm. Ross Dwelly last week, when George Kittle missed the game, played 90% of the snaps. That was by far a season high. He ran 37 routes, also by far a season high, and seven targets. Also for a season high, so you know he's going to be on the field. He's going to be involved, um, and I and so in a matchup like this against these Arizona Cardinals, who are so bad against the tight end position, they don't probably don't even know who Ross Dwelly is. So they're probably not even going to be focused on him. So I think Ross Dwelly, you could stream him with confidence this week, man. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I think it's, I like that as well, especially you know that matchup. Got to every time. <laughs> every time, man. Have to. So Greg, your 
defensive stream of the week, man. What do you got? Uh, yeah, I was looking at those people out there, but I, I'm gonna I'm just you know be safe. Go with those, get those Raiders defense. Uh, scoop them up. Start them in your FanDuel. Start them everywhere you can find them. They're about to dominate in this game. Have the ball. Maybe get some turnovers. Maybe get a pick six. Yeah, start the Raiders up. Yeah, man. The the uh, the you know again the Raiders are 11, 11 and a half point favorites. So and East Coast teams they don't travel well to the West Coast. Um, I was listening to Warren Sharp's podcast. I don't know how I forgot how many years this goes back to, but it's very recent uh, since the new CBA. So it actually will go back I think eight or ten years. But uh, East teams traveling to the West Coast in the last thirty seven matchups have uh, lost have only won six times. Wow. That's a that's a or they've very only long covered stat. the spread six they've only covered the spread six times. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, so um yeah, so th- yeah, so uh, I think Oakland defense here, they could pro- they could definitely get some turnovers, definitely maybe uh definitely some sacks and stuff. So Oakland defense definitely a nice play here. Eleven and a half yeah. point favorites. My defensive stream of the week, they are not favorites, but I'm gonna pick them anyway. <laughs> that's the Jets defense. Um they have they are the the 13th ranked defense on the year, despite having a t- tough stretch of schedule where they played New England, Philly, Dallas, Philly, um, but they still ranked 13th, uh, and they were 12 against Miami when they had that embarrassing loss, and then they were 7 last week against the Giants when I picked them to be my stream when they were also underdogs. So I'm going to pick them again, going against a rookie quarterback in Dwayne Haskins. I think they're going to get you a top 12 finish here. Um, yeah, do that with confidence. I don't need to yeah, Jamal Adams, a.k.a. the Hamburglar. So, yeah, yeah. I, I need to see him, you know, make some miraculous plays again. Yeah, he's got to endear himself some more to my heart and the hearts of Jets fans <laughs> who, he, who he, he hurt very, very much when he, he did. He did. Quote, unquote, demanded a trade, but didn't demand one. All right. Um, so, yeah, man, uh, I mean, we covered all that stuff, but. What are you excited about this week, man? What's oh man, it's, it's come on, man. It's just that Lamar versus Deshaun. This is this is the MVP, uh, one of the MVP games right here. Uh, you know, Russell Wilson's chilling at the th- on the throne right now, I think. But uh, if this is gonna be, I think these two teams are gonna be fighting for that second seed in the AFC. I think that's gonna be huge for who's gonna you know be the top MVP candidate from the AFC. Um, because it's it's looking like Deshaun and uh. You know, Lamar are leading that campaign on the on the AFC side. Um, it's, it's, this MVP race has been great. I just gotta say, uh, one of the best in years. Yeah, it's definitely one of the best I've seen in years. I mean, when you consider, you know, Russell Wilson, Deshaun Watson, Lamar Jackson, um, Christian McCaffrey, Christian McCaffrey's getting yep. some love too. So this has been a great year. Um, you know, just from you know, this is there's been a lot of good football. So I, I mean, a lot of good quarterbacks too. So I, I really do. Really do like it, man. And you know, we're all forgetting about Patty, too, man. Patty, you know, sitting there. Yeah, he, he he's still odds on like thousand dollars, yo. If you want to put that down, yo, he's he's still there. <laughs> he's not gonna make it though. But <laughs> the amount of games that he's missed, he won't. But um, yeah, yeah. If they give it to Patty, man, they got a retroactive. <laughs> the year that Peyton went, like the year the Colts went, like one in fifteen. With no pain. Oh, it's just the impact that you see without him. <laughs> <And> yeah, just. <laughs> I mean, if if the Chiefs win out, you know, and, and they get that number two seed, I, I think it comes down to that. We know the Pats are going to be there, uh, get that one seed, but the two seed is wide open for anybody. Um, so we'll yeah. see what happens. I mean, Texans six and three, Ravens yep. are seven and two. Yep. Yep. So 
you know, the winner, you know, if the Texans win, they could go seven and three. And then if the if the Chiefs lose going into the bye, you know, they'd be seven they'd be six and five. I know. You know, so or if the Chiefs and even if the Chiefs win going to the bye, they're seven and four. So they would just need they don't even have to play. They would just need, you know, Baltimore to lose one more time. You know, maybe Houston to get a loss and, and they come out of the bye tied for Second place, or maybe yeah, man. Lead. I don't, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. And if you out. see Patty yeah. throw four or five every game, you know, there it is. You know, Patty's back. Let's go. <laughs> 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 yeah, no, it's definitely gonna be exciting, man. I'm still mad that we can't watch this game on um, that like you know that the the Texans Ravens game is not a good yeah. time, man. Yeah, I, absolutely. I, I'd watch it on Thursday night if they gave it to me, bro. Honestly, like I don't care. <laughs> Word. Word. Um. All right, man. Anything else? That's it. That's yeah, it. That, that's about it. I think we, we closed it out. We, we got it. All right, man. All right, y'all. Well, good luck this week. Week 11, man. Make some, make some, some smart decisions. Uh, stay with us. Uh, we'll, we'll try to give you uh, as, much of the, uh, as much of the updates as we can. But uh, as always, we really appreciate you guys listening. Be on the lookout for the Waiver Wire show on Tuesday. Also, again, as we always do, that Thursday night preview on Thursday, and then we'll back at you, back to you on Saturday morning uh, or Saturday afternoon. Uh, and as always, appreciate you guys listening. Please leave a rate, review, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, um, whatever it is that we that you're listening to us. And if you could write a review, that'd be great as well. And as always, we are out. We out.